welcome back, dear listeners, to the Pasithea Powder. The following recordings continue the twisting little tale of Lieutenant Sophie Green and Dr. Jane Gonzalez and all the strange and mysterious things they discovered after the war. Last time, Sophie showed up at Jane's door. A very special thanks to premium patrons Cece Fong and Lacey Bukta, who helped make this episode possible. This is episode 30, Where Do We Go From Here? We are nearing the end of our little tale, dear listeners. There are only a few more stories for us to share together. Let us begin. Good morning. Coffee, please, coffee. Because your girlfriend came back from the dead yesterday, and only because your girlfriend came back from the dead yesterday, I will give you this one and make a new one for myself. You are an angel of mercy, and your sacrifice will be remembered. Bless you. Yeah, yeah. God, my head. I feel hungover, but we didn't drink anything last night. Emotional hangovers are a thing. Not for me. (laughs) (laughs) Liar. You had migraines for a week after Luke- Where's Freddy? Taking the kid to daycare? Subject changer? Where's Sophie? Asleep, I think. Jane, what the fuck? I don't know. How is she alive? I don't know. How did she make it out? I don't know. What the fuck happened to her hand? She did it to herself, trying to prove she wasn't an other to someone. She told me while I was doing the hair test. That's the stupidest goddamn thing I've ever heard. I know. I mean, is she... okay? I don't know. Are you okay? Yes. Jane... No! Good! I I mean, not good, obviously, but, like, your girlfriend came back from the dead last night. Jesus Christ, Jane, what did she even say to you after she proved she wasn't an other? Honestly, we didn't do a lot of talking. (laughs) Not because... uh, First of all, she's not my girlfriend, George, and and second of all, she... We... I, I wouldn't do that in your sister's house, so... Why not? I would. You have, and that's not the point. The point is that she was exhausted, and I felt as tired as I've ever felt in my life, and genuinely, I mean it. We just went to bed and didn't talk. You spent the last eight hours silently cuddling, but she isn't your girlfriend? George! Yeah, sorry. No, like, this is a big deal, Jane. It's a huge deal. You know she's going to have to talk to Joe. To Leo, too, probably. I know. Joe already knows, which means Leo does too. In the interests of transparency, that's because I called her last night. I knew you would. Good. I'm not mad. I can't believe she came here instead of Cassandra. I know. Stop saying I know and I don't know. Well, I'm sorry for not being articulate the morning after my- after Sophie Green comes back from the dead. That was a slip. That was not a slip. Seriously, how are you feeling? I feel like... like I'm dreaming. Not in a sentimental way. Like I... 
Like I'm scared to wake up. Drink your coffee. You're awake. And this is all real? It's all real. <laughs> what the fuck? Lieutenant's log. I've got... I'm on Moreau's sister's reader, the one in the room for guests, and it's tuned into some kind of... I don't know what, but I've been reading through and... Listen to this. This is what they're saying about me on Medea. Oh, yeah, Linda, since I know you're listening, they know I'm here, by the way, as they should, but, well, just listen. First one. Ahem. My cousin said she saw dishwasher-in-chief Sophie Green, or whatever her fucking rank is now, on the corner of University Plaza looking rough. They say that. Rough. Moving on, it goes... Maybe my cousin's full of shit, but just in case she's right, I just wanted to say I liked Sophie Green better when she was dead. Cool. Cool. Then there's this other one. I hope they dip Sophie Green, except they've blocked out half my name like it's redacted for your safety. Anyway, I hope they dip Sophie Green in shit, set her on fire, and slingshot her back where she came from, and I hope she roasts the whole way down. So that's nice. Then this other one just says, Sophie Green is a murderer. There's there's a couple on here that mention Jane by name, which I, I didn't think about that when I came here. That I might be putting her life in danger from Medeans or Moreau's life or their family. I didn't, I just wanted to be with her. Which is typical, I'd say. But I'm still... I mean, listen to this one. Anyone standing between me and Sophie Green is gonna get killed. That's just the cost of doing business. So, I need to get out of here as quickly as possible. I can't risk her life over nothing. And I definitely can't spend another night like... She slept right here. Right there. All night long. And we didn't touch each other once, and then she got up, and I pretended to be asleep, and ever since then, I've been laying here, lying here? I've been here. God, enough. At the university. No, see, you're forgetting that we're on a quarter system. You have to take me to Director Diaz. And a good morning to you. It can't wait. I don't know why I'm not there already. Because you need some food? And uh, some um, better clothes. (laughs) You may be Freddy's size, but you are not Freddy's style. I didn't notice that... Yes, thank you. ...ruffles section until you turned around. (laughs) Knock it off, Moreau. I am putting you in danger, and you're laughing about your sister's stupid nightgown. You're not putting us in danger. You haven't seen what they're saying about me, Jane. They hate me on Medea. They hate me. And they know I'm with you. I told you that... Whatever, just take me to- We're taking you to Director Diaz. Calm down. I'm calm. I can be calm. That remains to be seen. Sit down. Stay a while. Should've told you I got back last night. There were no seats empty on my flight. 
Atmosphere conditions kept delaying Over there I lived beside the sea Now I'm just one more evacuee So at least for now that means I'm staying When the men untied Odysseus from the mast He said not so fast Let me hear the encore On his midnight watch They noticed the strangest thing He began to sing He never did that before Found my key still underneath the rock Only now it won't fit in the lock Had to leave or else I'd try to pick it Took a walk downtown to waste an hour Wound up on the observation tower Cause I had exact change for a ticket When the man untied Odysseus from the mast He said not so fast Let me hear the Just thought it was better than sitting in silence. She's been in there a while? Leo and Captain Green probably have a lot to talk about. Lieutenant Green. Whatever. I wish I were in there with her. She's a big girl. She can do top-secret briefs on issues of intergalactic safety by herself. I know. But... Yeah. Director Diaz won't... Won't... 
He's not going to... Decide to put her on trial for all the Median citizens she personally killed during the war? Probably not. I don't know if you remember, but we did a whole friendship delegation tour where we promised not to hold that shit against her. Not even Cassandra. Sophie Green specifically. It's hard to unring that bell. Anyone ever tell you you have a talent for reassurance? No. No shit. (laughs) (laughs) Okay. You know I have to ask. Do you, though? Do you really? Yeah. I do. Okay. Shoot. What are you going to do? There is uh, a 0% chance Lieutenant Sophie Green is going to stay on Medea for more than five minutes. You've spent the last eight months acting like you wanted to lay down and die without her, and you spent eight hours last night literally wrapped around her like a Talosian pretzel. What are you going to do about it? I don't know, George. Are you going to run off to Cassandra with her in five minutes when she inevitably fucks off to Cassandra? I, I know there would be political ramifications for Diaz and for Medea if I did that. Stop. Not to mention that I committed treason uh, twice, and I surrendered my Cassandran citizenship when I fled to the PSA, and and I wouldn't trust Reina Valencia not to throw me back in a cell even if she had promised at any point not to do that. Stop talking about the big picture. Just talk to me. What do you want? That's an incredibly complex question. So simplify it. If you could go back to Cassandra with Sophie tomorrow and Reina Valencia absolutely wasn't going to lock you up five minutes later, would you do it? Is that what you want? I want everyone I know to be okay for an entire week. No crises, no politics, no aliens, no life-changing decisions. Just, for one week, everyone's okay. I don't even need everyone to be happy, just fine. Can we do fine? Sure, we can do fine. Probably. Thank you. For one week. That's all I'm asking. Assuming the aliens cooperate. Knock on wood right now. This is a stone bench. So go knock on the- yeah, the wall. Okay. Great. We should be good now. I can hardly believe what I'm about to tell you, listeners. The rumors are true. A source at the highest level of the Median government has exclusively revealed to me, Eleanor Lopez, that Lieutenant Sophie Green is alive on Medea. Not only that, just this afternoon, she had an intimate tete-a-tete with none other than Director Diaz. According to my source, Lieutenant Green had dashing circles under her eyes and wore a fetchingly high cut yellow blouse, which she kept tugging this way and that. The softness of her wardrobe belied the urgency of her message, namely that the others are no threat to humanity. She resided among them for several months and was sent back by them to avert a cataclysm. Now, listeners, can we believe her? It is a risky proposition to take Sophie Green at her word. I can hear the more skeptical among you raising the obvious question. And yes, 
At least we know that she is Sophie Green. On Adamar, small-town mayor Muriel Minchie is this very moment negotiating with her historical society to have Sophie Green's little finger preserved and displayed in the local hall of artifacts. This finger, Sophie Green heroically chopped off to save herself from certain death at the hands of a woman who thought she was an other. Listeners, Sophie Green might believe that she is telling the truth, but consider the source of this news I have shared with you. Medea, as we all know, is under increasing pressure from the Planetary Strategic Alliance and its new member, the planet of Cassandra, to halt its solitary path and join the fold. This pressure has been applied almost exclusively as a warning. The others are coming. Shelter with us where it's warm. If the others are not a threat, Medea's position is strengthened. If the others are not a threat, Cassandra may have cause to regret its recent decision. This has been Live from the Telescope. I am Eleanor Lopez, and listeners, I am intrigued. Oh, fuck me. Another delivery? Just put it on the table with the others. I'm going to campus for my meeting. If there is one more bouquet when I come back, I swear to God. But what about a... I think it's a back scratcher. What about another back scratcher? Please, try not to turn my sister's house into a resale shop. Actually, I think it's salad tongs. One salad tong. Was this one supposed to go with the other one? (laughs) Sophie. (laughs) This feels like a baby shower, right? Like, congratulations, you're having unwelcome news. The weird thing about meeting with Leo Diaz was, like, I kept thinking of him as an other. I kept waiting for Omicron to pop up and translate. He had this look in his eyes, and he said all the right things, everything I expected him to say, or... I don't know, actually, maybe if he were an other, he would have spat in my face or run me through with a pike. That's what I would expect the leader of Medea to want to do to me. Except he wouldn't have, because if he were another, he probably wouldn't want to actually harm me. So I would just hear him say those things. Probably in sound bites from the war news that I know him from. Leo Diaz fires back. Sophie Green must die. I don't know. It was... It was... Unexpected. Being around others for so long, you'd think you couldn't be surprised, but you definitely can. It's, it's just like how you can surprise yourself. Everything feels like it begins and ends in you. It's hard to get out. I can see why you wanted to leave. That's not the only reason I wanted to leave. Jane, this is so fucking awkward. Can we just... Are you gonna answer? It's yours. Oh, Jesus, I forgot I had a new... Hello? Hello, Lieutenant Green. Hello? Hello. Your Majesty. Holy fucking shit. Hello. How... Hello. (laughs) Hello. I wondered whether you received my flowers. 
You sent me flowers? And congratulations. I'm very glad you're not dead, Sophie. Cassandra has borne enough tragedy, don't you think? Yes, yes, yes. You must be so busy. I don't know whether or not you've had a chance to speak to your mother, but Not I yet, have. Your Majesty. You talked to my mom? She never gave up hope. She's so proud of you. She wants you to come home. Are you still there? Yes. Sorry. Of course, she didn't go so far as to refuse your pension, so there's a little wrinkle there. You're not actually dead, after all. But we aren't so cruel as to take the money from her. Not when she's already bought such a fine house. I... I'm sorry, Your Majesty, I'm a little... Stunned? Yes, I have that effect on people. I won't drag this out any longer than I have to. There is something I want from you, and I am prepared to make it very difficult to say no. Sophie, hang up. Is that Dr. Gonzalez I hear? At this very moment, an expert stonemason is putting the finishing touches on a statue of you. What was intended to serve as a memorial will work just as well as a monument. You will come home. We will have a parade in your honor. You will draw on your significant personal charm to convince the people of Cassandra that we have taken steps in their best interest. You will help us defeat the others. You will be Captain Sophie Green again. And why stop there? I don't think it's too much for a hero of your stature to be made a rear admiral, perhaps even vice admiral. It's long overdue. I... Sophie... We all make mistakes. I can offer you forgiveness. I've given you a lot to think about. Mull it over. You have my number. This is your number. I know you won't misuse it. Now, I would like to speak to Dr. Gonzalez. Um... You may pass the comms to her. One moment, please. Why are you shaking your head? There is no way I'm talking to her. But... No way. I'm sorry, Your Majesty. She is... indisposed. Well then, may she recover. Well, this looks cozy. Lying on the bed reading a book. If you kicked one ankle behind the other and twirled your hair with one finger, you'd look like an Amy Cotier poster I had in high school. Captain Crooks, you're supposed to knock before you open the door, for future reference. No, get off my bed. I'm surprised I didn't have to peel green off you. Trouble in paradise? That is absolutely none of your business. Where is she anyway? Let me guess. Confession? She's out for a run. Get off my bed or I'm going to- No right! Don't get your panties in a twist. Dresser looks comfier anyway. Is there a reason you're in my bedroom? Oh, I just wanted to chat. We don't chat. Oh, that hurts my feelings. I thought we developed a real bond on Perry. A whole girl boss thing. <sighs> All right. Is this one of the conversations where you 
tell me you need my help with something and if I don't do it, I'm a bad person. Or one of the conversations where you tell me I'm a morally bankrupt coward and nothing I do can change that. Maybe I just want to talk about the aliens. Then you should be talking to Sophie. Stop playing with my hairbrush. Okay, fine. You caught me. I don't want to talk about the aliens. I'm not here on any official business. (laughs) What would you like to talk about? Are you fucking with my cousin right now? (laughs) What? Look, I don't know how it is with the two of you. You hate each other. You love each other. You had a big magical mind meld thing and now you're best friends forever. It's weird. It's kind of icky. I honestly don't give a shit. But if you're about to break their heart and run away with Sophie Green, then we're gonna have a problem. George and I aren't, we are not involved like that. Oh, like you need to be dating somebody to break their heart. I, I don't know what you think is going on, but there is nothing romantic between us. Okay, whatever. You're just freakishly linked friends. I don't give a fuck. I'm just telling you that they have been through some shit in the last few years, and they are freakishly linked with you. And if you hurt them, we're going to have a fucking problem. The last thing I want to do is hurt George. Or Frederica, or Ferris, or... I'm aware that I owe a lot to your family, Josephine. That's cool. Don't forget it. Like, maybe keep it especially in mind when Sophie Green is about to hop on a shuttle back to Cassandra and she's asking you to buckle in. Okay? I will. Good talk. Lieutenant's log. Are all kids like this? I thought they screamed all the time and, like, talked everyone's ears off about the most boring shit imaginable. This kid is... chill. He's got his things. I've spent, like, ten seconds with Moreau's sister so far because she is constantly working, but I think she must be a really good mom. She must have raised him really well because, in addition to not being annoying, he's, um... He seems really happy. Moreau had to step out this morning. Jane was already gone. Moreau snuck into Jane's room and woke me up with a really abrupt shake that was ill-advised, frankly, because they know I have professionally honed reflexes. But I didn't break their arm. I just kind of went, okay. When they asked me to watch Ferris for a couple hours, then I rolled over and obviously Jane was long gone. Again. I know she was there at some point because I woke up in the middle of the night to piss and she was curled up on her side, mouth open, drooling. But she wasn't there when I fell asleep and she wasn't there when I woke up, so I'm starting to think she thinks she needs to be somewhere else when I'm awake in bed. Forget the fact that the first few nights were excruciatingly awkward proof that I can keep my hands to myself. Like, I only think with my cu- Well. The kid is sitting right over there, so. I know I should just- ask her, but God, we get so little time alone, and when we are alone, we keep getting interrupted, and in bed, she's avoiding me. She's definitely avoiding me, and fuck. I I mean, fooey. Sorry. So, Moreau woke me up, and I shuffled out in the shirt and boxers Jane dug up out of nowhere, hair sticking up in every direction, and there's Ferris, 
sitting in the middle of the kitchen floor playing with these little construction thingies. He's hunched over, like, painstakingly building these things higher and higher. He said hi, and it looked pretty fun, honestly, so I poured some coffee and joined him, and I'm still fully sitting here building towers. He got bored of me, though, so I decided to multitask. Linda, I'm sorry I'm still sending these to you, especially when they're so effing embarrassing. I'd rather not be talking about any of this with you, but the one person I want to talk about it with is part of it, and it just doesn't seem fair. Actually, it's more that I just don't trust the Median tech. Moreau swears up and down that it's secure, but they would say that. Reina Valencia called me, so she must trust it, or have an extremely powerful scrambler, or... I mean, I have more to lose than she does. She talked to my mom. So, okay. This little block person with the hair flip is Reina Valencia, and she wants to promote me, and she mentioned my mom, which I know what that means, and she's offering Cassandra too, which, Jesus, but... She wants to fight the others. The PSA wants to fight the others. So this piece of pasta that has randomly found its way into the box of blocks is Vivian Howe, who, well, I think I can consider my PSA bridges officially boiled and eaten. Then this little block person with the briefcase is Leo Diaz, who has the most perfect teeth I've ever seen on a human who actually seemed like he believed me when I told him about the others, but who has just straight up ghosted me. Leave this with me, he said, and then nothing. I am trying to stifle my innate effing understandable instincts, which are screaming at me that he is jerking me around, but he has no plans to do anything other than have me thrown in jail or killed. At best... He is taking his sweet time, and he needs to hurry it the F up already. But I can't talk to him. Moreau and Josephine flat out refuse to bother him, and I can't hire a skywriter or take out a... Huh. <laughs> this little block person with the lipstick has her own radio show. This little block person is fucking obsessed with me. <laughs> Sorry. Oh, welcome back. I am still joined by Lieutenant Sophie Green, miraculously returned from the dead to grace us with her lovely presence. Oh, stop. Before the break, Lieutenant Green was telling us about her time with the mysterious aliens known as the Others. Did you fear for your life? First of all, I think I told you to call me Sophie. Oh, did you fear for your life, Sophie? I didn't, Eleanor. I mean, at first I did, of course. I was put in an induced coma for safekeeping and taken tens of thousands of galaxies away to hang out with aliens whose only prior work I was familiar with was piles of human limbs. Oh, I... Uh, sorry, family show. <laughs> but, uh, no. Once I woke up and found my bearings, no. I wasn't afraid. And 
Like I said at the top of the show, the main problem was communication, but we did manage to communicate, and now that we've figured that out, we can be honest with each other. Hmm, or lie to each other more astutely. I guess. But I guess that's always true. Expand on that. We just, like, decide to trust each other. I don't know. It's like that social contract thing. It doesn't always work, but it does when everyone holds up their end of things. The others are willing to hold up their end. They know us now. They have a better reason to deal with their poachers, who, again, were the only others attacking us, just to be clear. They don't want war. So what do you say to those politicians who say that war with the others is necessary? I would say that I... Take your time. Thanks, Eleanor. I'm fine. I'm just trying to figure out how to... I'm not the most um, articulate person sometimes, so, you know, I have other skills. I'm sure you do. (laughs) The others can outmaneuver us. We now have a weapon that can be used against them, yes, but that only allows us to match them at best. I didn't exactly make a study of their weapon system, but I'd stake my pension on them having superior firepower. How many more years would we need to match them there? And how much farther ahead of the game will they have gotten in the meantime? We are... The others don't want war, and we are extremely lucky they don't want war. But if we attack them, they will respond. It's like, you see an anthill... And you just walk on by, no problem. But then let's say you accidentally kick the anthill and the ants start biting you. You're not under threat. You can still walk away. You probably do walk away. But now, imagine the ants start to attack you in new, unexpected ways. Maybe you get angry. Maybe you get scared because they've never done that before. Maybe you think it's worth your time to come back and spray them to shit and salt the earth with their dead little ant bodies. We're the ants in this metaphor. Yes, sorry. Yeah. The others accidentally kicked the ant's nest. They killed a few ants by accident. Now their instinct is to go home and change clothes and put ointment on the bites. The ants think their entire world is on fire. But it's not yet. It's not. It took me a long fucking time to see it this way, by the way. I I know there are a lot of people out there who think like I used to because they haven't had the chances I've had to sit down and really understand what the others are thinking So I get it if you're sitting out there listening to this and you think I'm full of crap. I do. It's just... The only thing at stake here is our pride. And I'm starting to see that pride is worth a lot, but it's not worth everything. What do you mean by that? Try and put it into words. (sighs) You know my name because someone told you I'm a war hero. And maybe you still believe that. So take it from me, someone who knows what she's talking about. You don't want the death. And I'm not talking about people with a say over... I mean, if you're standing doing your dishes right now, if you can hear me, and you're, like, trimming a hedge or studying for exams or making deliveries, you're the one. That annoying kid in your math class, the girl you wish you could talk to, you and everyone you love, not the others, and not them. I don't want this, and the others don't want this. So I'm just fucked if I can put into words why anyone would. 
sobering words from Captain my apologies, Lieutenant Sophie Green. Thank you for speaking with me. Now, when we come back, Arjun Lahane tells us how we can earn millions just by following leaf cycles. Sorry, didn't mean to wake you up. I wasn't asleep. See? book. Oh. Don't tell me. You forgot I could read. (sighs) Picture books don't count. Does the Forgotten Sisters of Arcadia sound like a picture book to you? No, really, help me out. I don't know how advanced toddlers are these days. Uh, I don't know. I think it's one of Freddy's. Is it any good? Eh, it's a romance. And is it good? It's whatever. How was... whatever you were doing with Moreau? We're writing a paper. (laughs) Yeah. How was that? Good. We're making good progress. You coming to bed? Yeah. Yes. Hey, Jane. Yes? You've been avoiding me. No, I haven't. I've barely been ten feet away from you since you got back. Yeah, and you've been avoiding me. No, I... Come on. Maybe... Maybe a little. Yeah. Um, why? I don't know. I'm... I'm sorry. You don't need to be sorry. I just, uh... I'm really glad to see you. I'm glad to see you. I'm glad to see you. I, I, you don't know how much I... Oh, hey, hey, I, I do know, or I kind of know. I mostly know. Well, okay, I know my own thing. I thought maybe I'd never see you again. I almost went to Cassandra instead, you know, I had a whole plan. But in the end, like... I don't know, Jane. I wanted to see you. I thought you were dead. I was trying to move on. I don't know how much progress I made, but I I was trying. That's good? Maybe? I am really glad you came here instead of Cassandra. I don't want to think about how it would have felt to hear you were back on the telescope first. Well, I would have called you. I'm still glad. I'm glad you're here. So, why are you avoiding me? I don't know, Sophie. Isn't this... uh, Aren't we... I I don't know where, where to put my hands. Where to put your hands? Sophie. Anywhere you fucking want. If you can see it, you can touch it. Here? All good. (laughs) Here? Also all good. Here? Here? Oh, definitely here. That's what I... I mean, when you left, we weren't... And I don't want to make any choices that I can't... Take back? I don't want to make what comes next harder. Okay. I get that. 
Personally, I think we're way past the point where holding anything back will make it hurt less, but I get it if that's not where you are. I'm sorry. Don't, don't be. (laughs) Okay, I'm going to lie on my side, hands to myself. Thank you. Where are your hands going? Here. That's good. I don't know where we go from here. Hmm. Me neither. you for listening to the Pasithea Powder. This was episode 30, Where Do We Go From Here? Tune in next time to see where these crazy kids go from here. Jackie Hedeman was the voice of Sophie Green. Molly Olguin was Jane Gonzalez. Tim Briggs was George Moreau. Rin Mojica was Josephine Crooks. Sarah Rebecca Gaglia was the voice of Reina Valencia, and Jackie Andrews was the enchanting Eleanor Lopez. Narration by a heart that beats and breaks your chest, and original music by Annie Moriando, including Odysseus, which is available for purchase on Bandcamp. If you've enjoyed our little story, please rate and review us on your podcast player of choice. It really helps. You can find us on your favorite podcast player, on Twitter at Pasathea Powder, or on our website, PasatheaPowder.com, where show scripts are available. To help us do what we do best, please consider becoming a patron. For bonus content and to support production costs, find us on Patreon, or to make a one-time donation, visit our Ko-fi. The Pasathea Powder was created by Bad Wine Productions. Our heroines will return in episode 31, The Words. Mm-hmm.